News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 143 of the Luke Messias Show. We have some huge news this morning, and that is that the genital mutilators are rebranding. Okay, um, and and if you were to read the Texas Tribune this morning, you would actually read the pro- headline of today is Dallas Healthcare Program for Transgender Kids formally dissolved after becoming the target of conservative criticism. Now, when you hear that, you might think for a second that headline is a little bit misleading because you would think, oh my gosh, the program that is transitioning a thousand kids, little girls into little boys, little boys into little girls who are brainwashing these kids and then blocking their hormones, blocking their, uh, you know, testosterone and preventing puberty and mutilating their genitals in their late teens. All that stuff that Luke Macias has been talking about for years is coming to an end. And that's not the case, unfortunately. And that's what we learn when we start reading just how deceitful these people are. So I first want to acknowledge the good part about this. And that is that an increasing number of conservatives have been rising up to criticize the Genesis Clinic, the Genesis Clinic in Houston and Dallas. And we we are blazing the trail here in Texas on transitioning your kids. If your kids in Louisiana or Oklahoma or Arkansas, you're driving down to North Texas, driving over to Houston just to transition them. Try to meet some perverted doctors that are trying to turn these little girls into little boys, little boys into little girls. That's the reality in Texas. And we've been talking about it. If you've listened to this program, you know what's going on. So the Genesis Clinic just announced it's being dissolved. UT Southwestern, Dallas Children's dissolving the program. So when it gets reported as it's dissolving, it sounds like we got rid of it. So let's talk about how we won and what battles still exist to be fought. And just to give you all the punchline, most of the battle is still left to fight. And that's what's important to recognize. So here's what we find out. What we find out when we read a little bit more into the statement is that the Genesis Clinic, who's been under a lot of pressure, in fact, I'm going to bring on a friend of mine, Chris Hopper, who just started as the um, basically Texas director for APP Texas. He's the director, American Principles Project. Our podcast had Terry Schilling on. Y'all might remember that several months ago. He was working on pornography policy and advancing some pro-family policy here in Texas. They work out of Virginia. They've done work all over the nation in these different states. And really exciting news is that they have now come to Texas. This is their first ever state chapter that's been established. We're going to tell you a little bit about that uh, later in the program. But first, get to kind of the details. So uh, one of the reasons we're having Chris on is because he, just in his first two weeks on the job, has been involved in some things with the Genesis Clinic. And it's important to recognize that more and more Texans are waking up compared to two years ago. Tons more people know it's happening. They're criticizing it. They're asking why. They're protesting against it. And that is causing a lot more public pressure. We have more politicians. Brian Slayton, this last session, just led the charge on this issue constantly. And now you have candidates running for office. Don Huffines, Alan West, Chad Prather, who are all saying genital mutilation should not be legal in Texas. Puberty blockers should not be legal to give to a nine-year-old kid and prevent him from ever hitting puberty. That should not be legal. The Texas Republican Party has made it a top priority, and Greg Abbott has refused to support bills to end it. 
He has refused to have a special session to ask for it to be passed. He has refused to support it even when a majority of the Texas House of Representatives co-authored legislation to ban it and the Texas Senate passed policy to ban it twice. So that's where we're at. But all of this has been culminating into the Genesis Clinic having a lot of pressure put on them. And so they've decided to rebrand. And here's um, just a little bit about what they said. I'm going to try to find this. Uh... <sighs> Officials at the Children's Hospital and UT Southwestern Medical Center, which jointly operated the program, declined Friday to say what prompted them to stop Genesis, other than to say it would benefit the patients and their families for privacy reasons. They said in a statement Friday that current patients will continue to get the hormones and mental health treatment they were receiving before the program ended. So what does that mean? The program's not being dissolved. That's what it means. The name is being dissolved. Okay. If you're a five-year-old kid that was put into the Genesis program three years ago, you're now eight. You're probably going to get puberty blockers in the next two years. If you do get mutilation surgery, it's going to be in your mid to late teens, right? That person's not getting taken off the conveyor belt of sexual revolution that they're already on, okay? All it's saying is we're not going to call what they're doing activity that's happening under the Genesis Clinic name. And the reason they say it, in fact, here, look, read this. The statement says, we do not anticipate any interruption of care or services for our existing patients who already receive care with these specialty teams. So the, uh, the specialists, the psychologists that are doing the brainwashing, the doctors doing the surgery, the medical professionals administering the puberty blockers, they're still there. The specialty teams are still in place. They just no longer work under a Genesis clinic. They work under Dallas Children's. The, uh, it says, unlike the public fanfare that accompanied the program's opening in 2015, last Friday's closure of the program as it has operated came with no official announcement. Now, um, the, the, this is a really important thing to understand. Dallas Children's did this without really talking about it. Okay, Now, public fanfare. In 2015, when this was rolled out, Dallas Children's and UT Southwestern were public about it because they felt really good about doing it. Okay. And they're kind of quiet about closing it down. And um, now there was not a lot of public fanfare because there weren't like millions of Texans all clamoringly, excitingly cheering that we were starting to blaze trails in 2015. In fact, most of us didn't know. I didn't know in 2015. I don't think I knew until like 2017, maybe. A lot, most of y'all who were out there probably didn't know until you started getting information from this program. So Dallas Children's did it publicly. They were, of course thanked by all the LGBT community and various different people. The choice to remove, this just comes from uh, the statement that they issued, UT Southwestern Dallas Children. The choice to remove branding for this care offers a more private, insulated experience for patients and their families. And I want you to understand what that means. Right now, there's a microscope on this one program. They are the ones doing the transitioning. They are wanting to protect all of the child abusive parents who are transitioning their children. They're wanting to protect the abusers, so they're spreading it out. Now you're just getting general care in some way at Dallas Children's, but you're not enrolled in a certain program with a certain name that everybody's looking at. There's too many people looking at them. 
So they're shutting down the name of the clinic, not the operations of the clinic. They're just spreading that into the system in general. Hospital officials said in the statement that new patients will be seen in appropriate specialty departments. I guess this is their new code word for like, you know, all these doctors. And offered mental health and counseling services. We accept new patients for diagnosis, including evaluation of gender dysphoria, but will not initiate patients on hormone or puberty suppression therapy for only this diagnosis. So this is... This is where we really have to kind of figure out, discern uh, what exactly is being said. <clears throat> and let me tell you a little bit. So first of all, we don't know everything that's going on. It's hard to know. We know we're dealing with evil people. Okay. That's not a difficult thing to discern at this moment in time. Um, and I probably know a little bit more about most of the regimen regarding, you know, treatment for these children, unfortunately. Um, But I think when you read this statement, in fact, several people I talked to that read this statement, they all felt like, man, this is so carefully worded. And so you have to ask yourself, why? So why do they say... We accept new patients for diagnosis, including evaluation of gender dysphoria, but will not initiate patients on hormone or puberty suppression therapy for only this diagnosis. So let me talk about this was clearly crafted by a very smart PR firm and a lawyer with some heads of the Dallas Children's Hospital and UT Southwestern. Let me talk to you about what's not in this statement. Here's what it doesn't say. We accept new patients for diagnosis, including evaluation of gender dysphoria, but will no longer initiate patients on hormone or puberty suppression therapy for only this diagnosis. Why doesn't it say that? Why doesn't it say, but will no longer? Maybe because they don't do it. They never have. You don't walk into this clinic and say, I think I'm gender dysphoric. Sit down with a psychologist. They talk to you and then they go, you're right, you are. Here's hormone therapy. Here are puberty blockers. They don't do it. What else does this statement not say? We will not provide patients hormone or puberty suppression therapy for gender gender dysphoric patients. It doesn't say that either. It doesn't say we will not provide gender dysphoric patients hormone or puberty suppression. Why doesn't it say that? Because they're still going to get the puberty suppression, okay? They're just not getting it the week after diagnosed with only gender dysphoria. This is a whole process. Remember, these are adults, and they know how to manipulate these kids. And they are bought into a dangerous ideology that is harming these children. But they don't. You don't walk in and they give you the full Monty. You walk in and it's going to be introduction, 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 psychological transitioning. Okay. If you haven't even had your coming out party, they might not even think about putting you on the puberty blockers yet. If you've already hit puberty blockers, they're like, well, the deed's already been done, but we will stick this kid on puberty blockers at some point or, you know, the, the, the hormone suppress, the increase his hormone or decrease his testosterone for the girl, give her more testosterone. We'll do it, but we're not doing it a week after. Maybe we have to diagnose them with depression as well. 
Maybe we have to diagnose them with other mental issues that we go, well, because it, they're not just gender dysphoric, but they're also this, this, and this, now we're going to bring in this hormone and puberty blocker. Oh, and we will, yes, ultimately. You don't see anywhere where they say, we are no longer going to participate in these surgeries because they're not making that commitment because that's not what they're doing. They're rebranding the work they are doing. So a couple things to kind of think about. What, what is the win here? And I think there is a win here. The win here is that the people that we're fighting are ashamed of what they're doing. Now, I don't, maybe that's a bad word. They are, uh, maybe they know that other people are ashamed. Maybe they're embarrassed or at least scared. Maybe scared's the better word. Ashamed is probably not a good word to use in this situation because I doubt that the people participating in this feel shame that they're doing it. But they at least recognize that there are other people who don't like what they're doing. And, and it's something where they're like, I don't really want to be associated with this. And then parents are saying, look, we want to transition little Jimmy. But like you Google Genesis Clinic and now there's a lot of other stuff out there. And like we're just we're not wanting to get in trouble. So the hospital, UT Southwestern, they're sitting there going like we got to do something. We got to hide who's doing the deed. So they're spreading it out. They're just putting into the system in general, and they're just calling them specialty teams. I don't even know what that means. There's probably a legal aspect as well where they're saying, look, you could just come after the Genesis Clinic. You could sue them. You could do discovery. You could depose. Who knows? You could go after them. And now you don't know who to go after except for the whole dang system. So the win is that when, when your enemy is retreating, that's a good thing, okay? But let me just say this. Those of us who have been criticizing this evil, these evil acts, have not been doing so so that everyone would generally at least accept that if you're going to do it, you got to do it when we're not looking. Or we're not saying, hey, public officials at least just need to publicly say it's a bad deal. Okay, that's essentially what Greg Abbott's done, right? He's been like, I don't like this. But he's intentionally trying to work to make sure that the legislature doesn't address it. So that's a win because before he was just silent on it. And then he finally came out and said, of course, I don't think this should be allowed to happen. But I'm not going to support a special session to do it. And then Dallas Children's, who's previously bragging to the whole world that they're running this clinic is now like, we're not going to run this clinic anymore. So that's a win. It means that from a public perspective, we know we're on the right side. And every and each and every one of these people involved is pushing this. That's a huge win. But why do any of us talk about this? Because it needs to stop. Because children need to be protected. One of the, one of the groups of humans that we probably care most about in society is children. We try to preserve their innocence as much as possible. We go after much more strongly people who do children harm. Right? If you punch me in a bar, I've never been punched in a bar. Just, I don't know, I'm not like coming back to my college days or anything. If you were to hit me anywhere, 
I mean, yeah, there could be repercussions of that. There's laws that would prevent you from doing that or punish you for doing that. But if you did that same action to a six-year-old child, you would be in a lot more trouble. And it's not just that you'd be in a lot more trouble under the law. Other people would look at you worse. If you're like, well, there's this like mouthy conservative dude who I just wanted to shut up. People aren't going to think that was like the most genteel thing to do. But two grown men have a dispute. They find out that you did something to a kid. You could be shamed throughout society. So we differentiate. And the only reason I hope anybody is motivated to even know about this and talk about it and spread it with their friends is so that it stops. These kids deserve protection. They're currently being abused. It's that simple. A couple episodes ago, we talked about Stephanie Click. And one of the stories that came out during the session was the fact that, and, and proved out by her actions later by, uh, as a committee chairman, she never would move legislation in her committee that said that transitioning these kids is child abuse. She refused to do it, refused to support the policy. She only wanted to support the policy that said, like, you can't get liability insurance if you're going to surgically do this to a child. Why? Because one directly attacks it at the heart of what it is. And that's where a lot of people are. And so huge news, great news. Um, And I hope all of y'all keep talking about this, guys, because their goal in going away into the shadows is that we wouldn't talk about it, right? They think if they change their name, Texans will stop talking about this. Nobody's going to stop talking about it until these kids stop getting abused. That's the good news. Um, So let's transition now to APP Texas. APP Texas launched here a couple weeks ago. Like I said, we had Terry Schilling on. Um, I'll I'll link to his show in the show notes as well, so you can go back and watch that episode if you want to learn a little bit more about them. But let me play for you their introduction video of their launch here in Texas, and then we're going to go to a conversation with Chris Hopper, who just in his first couple weeks on the job um, already got involved in some of this, and we're going to hear a little bit firsthand from him on um, the type of stuff that's going on. This town, Washington, D.C., It's broken and it sucks and everyone here knows it. They pass laws that are destroying the American family and there are very few people here that are willing to do anything about it. They want to teach our kids that America's evil, that parents are racist bigots, and when it comes down to protecting our kids online, Congress protects the big billion dollar porn companies. It's absolutely insane. My name's Terry Schilling and I'm the president of American Principles Project, better known as APP. We're the nation's leading defender of the family, and I'm excited to announce that we're launching our first ever state chapter, and you guessed it, the Lone Star State. APP Texas is gonna focus on organizing Texas families in politics to stop the woke, radical left's onslaught against the American way of life. Texas, It's where America lives or dies. It's where we make our last stand. It's the stronghold of American freedom. And frankly, it's a refuge for millions of families across the country. If we lose Texas, then we lose America. But if we win here, Texas can become a launch pad for taking back the rest of the country. 
They say everything's bigger in Texas, but all too often, it's only you know big business and big government calling the shots. That's why we're building the APP's big family, to make sure the politicians in Austin and here in Washington know who's really in charge. Join APP's big family today. We're gonna save the family, save Texas, and save America. This mission's critical, and I know you know it, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you soon. God bless you. God bless America. God bless Texas. So, uh, super excited, Chris, to not only have you here, I'm glad you're in town. This news came out uh, about the Genesis Clinic. So we just showed our viewers and our listeners um, the introduction uh, launch of APP. And it was just a couple weeks ago. You and I met uh, maybe a couple months ago, actually. And uh, so really just a cool God thing, right? That you're in town. This news comes out. You've been on the job for a couple weeks. You happen to be somewhat engaged on this issue. So I'll talk to you about that in just a second. Um, But that's what I mentioned this right before bringing you on is, is just to see the fact that Armies and soldiers are rising up specifically on these family culture issues and many more people engaged on it today than were even engaged two or four years. So before we get into APP and kind of what brought you into the fight, let's first just kind of hone in on this Genesis issue. You you told me that you were actually someone involved in one of the protests um, that's been going on and probably one of the things that put a lot more pressure on some of these people. So uh, tell me tell me a little bit about that. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. But yeah, look, we made ourselves available to a lot of grassroots organizations when we first launched two weeks ago. And one of the first things that we were uh, made aware of is mm-hmm. this Genesis Center at Dallas Medical. And yeah, we showed up to a protest and were um, really trying to aggressively encourage the board members mm. of Dallas Medical to, to wake up mm. and to do the right thing. And so we were outside the office of Robbie Briggs, who is just a big-time uh, real estate guy here in the state yep. and the country. And after about 30 minutes, we had a, a, a lot of spectators from his office mm. who were outside – on the front porch of this massive office building hmm. asking questions. Hmm. And so in a matter of three days, as you have yep. already uh, told us about, they announced they're going to dissolve and, and disband, which we know is subversive. But yep. I think we should savor the win yes. and realize that it's not the end, but it should be uh, celebrated. This is also, I think, something really worth, worth pointing out that um, – and, and you really have to ask your question, what would have happened if years ago these protests had happened? Mm. Um, yep. How many of his employees knew that their boss, whose name is on the, the building, yep. is also the chairman of the board of a group of people that are sexually transitioning kids? Yep. We know that 95% of Republicans don't like it, 70% of independents, 40% of Democrats. I mean, the likelihood that somebody opposes this act is pretty high right uh so you'd have to maybe you'd have to assume unless you have just like the farthest most progressive office right. most of the people there are like what is happening that's right that's right <laughs> so briggs all of a sudden has to answer to these people business partners right right going hey what's going on right people hate controversy that's right um i remember martin luther king would always, uh, I think it was when he was talking about protesting uh, within different um, cities, and he would say, "These, this is back when like restaurants, um, 
you know, would say blacks are only allowed to eat out of the back yep. or whatever. And he would say, look, don't go into a city and protest every single restaurant in the city. They're all racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's a problem. Right. You need to pick a particular restaurant and you need to make an example of that restaurant. Yeah. And all of a sudden when that restaurant takes a step back, yep. now all of a sudden all the restaurants are saying, whoa, I don't want to be under the gun like this person. That's right. And, uh, and so, first of all, thank you for doing that. Mm. And thank you for, for anybody who showed up, any and all Texans out there who Sorry. were participating, because uh, that's what it takes a lot of times is really like it, it's not just sending the press release and talking and making a Facebook post to say it's bad and even yeah. talking about it on a show. Like it's yeah. pounding the pavement and standing outside an office building of somebody who's directly tied to this action. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um, and I guess that gets into – so, you, I mean – Weeks ago, a month ago, or whatever, you were a pastor, uh, or, or a, a one of the pastors at a church, right? Right. And uh, and now you're in the political arena. So just tell our listeners and our viewers just a little bit about what motivated you from shifting from a really important arena into um, the political arena in this way. Luke, I became convicted that um, about the fact that I was using the pulpit as a bunker to hide in as opposed to a, a cockpit to fight in, in my own life. Mm. And that to me really uh, opened my eyes. And once I began to dig and look and see that there are a lot of chaotic things mm. taking place, not in California, not in New York, in Texas. Mm. So the, the conviction became a burden that mm. I couldn't shake. And so here we are. Wow. Now, APP Texas uh, launched a couple weeks ago, and this is basically an arm of American Principles Project here established in Texas, the first ever state first ever. Um, program, right? Right. right. And, and dedicated to issues like pornography policy, yep. r- removing that pornography access for kids and families. Yep. And then, um, of course, the transgender battles that we've had. I know sure. y'all have already put some information out, basically saying um, – why are we giving colleges a pass in Texas when they didn't right. in Florida? Right? right. Ron DeSantis just said, if you're a man, you cannot complete, compete with women in college athletics. Yep. And in Texas, we passed a bill that drew out the colleges yep. and said, if you're a man who wants to compete with a woman, you can do it. But if you're a, girl, a boy that wants to compete with a girl, you can't do that. That's right. right? That's so right. kind of we, we took half the battle. Very weak. And, and bowed down. So Correct. y'all – right out of the gate came out and immediately started talking about here's an issue on the transgender yeah uh policy that that texas is not leading in yep and now already engaging on on some of these things if somebody uh wants to one what is your goal to do for texans what if a texan says i want to start engaging with app texas what is your hope to be able to educate them talk to them about what can they expect if they're going to join you know the cause our goal is more than just knowledge and info. Our goal is to um, activate this army of grassroots Texans who are fed up mm. and who are tired of the chaos. Mm. And so, yeah, we want folks to be – we want them to show up to school board meetings. Mm. We want parents to show up to their um, local conservative groups. We mm. want parents to show up and help protest when they find out that um, hospitals in your city mm. are castrating young boys. Mm-hmm. We want people to wake up. Mm. And it took me 20 years in the ministry, and finally I had this conviction. Mm. I wish this would birth a resurgence in Texas. 
If somebody wants to engage with APP, how, how do they how do they find out how, what do they what do they sign up to do? Yeah, come to APP Texas on Twitter and let's talk, but also americanprinciplesproject.org okay. and you can find us and we'll be in touch and let's just do this together. That's awesome. Hey, Chris, thank you for coming on. Thank you for showing up. And uh, I think it's just a cool testimony that you jumped in and right away had an opportunity not to just go speak to a group or something, but like, hey, go protest outside and and make somebody uncomfortable. And I think the more Texans are doing that kind of stuff, the the better will be. And so thanks for engaging in that issue. I hope more of our listeners and followers begin to continue to engage with y'all's content. Um, just because, again, I think the more people are working on these issues, the more that the people who are now retreating into the shadows can just stop doing what they're doing. Right. That's, right. that's the goal. That's right. It's like, hey, you can now say, like, I'm so I'm now upset because my employees yelled at me and my business partner was like, what are y'all doing that's over right. there? I that's didn't right. sign off on anything. Yeah. Well, it's happening. Well, hey, guys, can we stop this stuff? Well, we'll retreat or we'll rebrand it. That's right. So just keep pushing. Uh, thanks for what you're doing. And uh, thanks for coming by today. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit TexasScorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.